They say every watch tells a story. Family, moments, lifetimes. With lot terrain, this is a watch that spans generations, not just from where it came from, but for where it will go. Knowing one of these, having one of these, is what? Being a professional, being casual, and being you is all about. From our family to yours, La Terrain. Welcome to another episode. It is Tuesday night. The college football rankings just got released. If you're into college football, of course, so much going on in the sports world. Off-season baseball, NBA, kicking the full gear. The Rams being demolished by the 49ers. And Odell Beckham, we'll talk about that with the Rams. But nonetheless, Kenny, the sports guy, has back. He's back. Kenny, you're back, my man. I know, back and better than ever. <laughs> <laughs> of course, all you guys that's out there listening, uh, my video is a little messed up. So if you're going to watch it eventually on YouTube, I apologize in advance. And I promise you one thing, uh, 2022 technology will be a lot better for me on my end. So don't uh, don't be uh, too alarming right now. But uh, as I was mentioning, Kenny, I can't go too much into details unless the news break while we're recording this um podcast but so much going on behind the scenes so to speak and uh if anything breaks during that in regards to what uh is uh, going on behind the scenes i will definitely let you guys know but kenny more importantly how are you sir uh, i'm doing okay i'm just keeping busy working on my podcast uh i released another episode yesterday revolving around the major league baseball war season mm-hmm. so far i'm actually uh i've been right so far i mean Kevin Cash won Manager of the Year. I had him winning. Um, Gay Captain won National League Manager of the Year. I have him winning. The Rookie of the Year had uh, a Rosarino winning. He won. Mm-hmm. And Jonathan India for the Reds won for National League Rookie of the Year, and he won. So I'm batting a thousand so far in that. <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely. Uh, you know, I I listened to it. excellent stuff and. And if you guys don't uh, don't listen to him, Kenny, the sports guy, I know we'll uh, get that info here shortly. And it, and at the end of the show, um, before the end of the recording, of course, I'll make sure Kenny gets that as well. Excellent stuff. And and Kenny, have you? Uh, I don't want to give no weeks out because, but uh, the person that was on the air raid attack last week, any luck on this particular person yet? No, not yet. Hopefully, so. I guess I'm, I guess that particular person is very, very busy, so <laughs> it's okay though. <laughs> well, hopefully, uh, if this person's able to, uh, that'd be pretty cool. I, I, I personally, I know you'll enjoy it. So, yeah, definitely, man. I hope she, uh, that person responds back. And trust me, guys, it's not a she. Okay. 
<laughs> I may or may I slip that okay. out. So. Yeah, no. it could be anybody. So, no. First things first. Uh, speaking of the New York Yankees, that doesn't give you guys another hint. Anyway, no jokes aside. Speaking of the New York Yankees, man, uh, Kenny, they're in the talks a lot this week. Uh, Freddie, you know Freddie Freeman's reps were talked with. Carlos Carrera, I saw your video, which I totally agree with that. Um, mm-hmm. And your take, we're talking about that. Uh, I, I don't see him in New York. And now we're getting, you know, I know the Major League Baseball app sent to be a notification out earlier. Matt Olson, the Yankees are interested in trading for him. Who would you, and obviously they're all great players. I'm not uh, going to choose, you know, one or the other. But um, what would what would it take, in your opinion, to get Matt Olson to the Bronx? They would have to give up a whole bunch of pro- uh, talented prospects in the farm system. I mean, uh, there's a lot of them in the farm system, but maybe one name that the A's might want is everyone's favorite catcher, Gary Sanchez. Mm-hmm. A lot of these Yankee fans, they really want him out because apparently he can't throw, he can't field, he can't catch. And I think with him, he's going to be like a little bit of a trade bait because a lot of Yankee fans want him out. Uh, we don't really need a first baseman, to be honest, because we have Anthony Rizzo. And I feel like Anthony Rizzo will be much more productive than Matt Olson because Olson strikes out a lot. Mm-hmm. He strikes out like more times than Joey Gallo. And, you know, Joey Gallo strikes out a lot also. But I just feel like if I was a uh, Brian Cashman, I would sign, I would uh, re-sign Rizzo. Oh, I think that'd be my first move. He played phenomenal. Well, I mean, he's a phenomenal player, first of all. He played even better, I think, when the, the trade from the Cubs over to the Bronx, of course, the Yan- Yankees. And he helped out the Yankees in all those wins last year uh, mm-hmm. down the stretch. And I think he was, he, was point, the, he was the best player for the Yankees well, down the stretch. By far, yeah. And say what you want. I mean, if you look at the Yankees, I think Brett Gardner – I don't know what you do with him. I know he's what on a one-year deal from last year, so it's obviously mm-hmm. one year now moving forward. I don't know at 30 – what is 33, 34? He's 34. 34. I don't know if you continue. I mean, obviously he's a vet, but maybe it's time to let the longest tenured Yankee left that's on this roster go. And but Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think they're going to resign him, though, because he's going to – He's gonna provide some sort of stabi- stability in the off in the uh the what you call it the dug- dugout, and I think you know I don't, I don't think they should sign him, but the Yankees will eventually sign him because I don't think no team wants him. Maybe the Mets. I mean, who knows? I could see the Mets, and of course, talking with the Mets, Carlos Correra. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> I've seen him play in Oklahoma City. Well, not with Oklahoma City, but our AAA team against, of course, uh, Round Rock at the time. But uh, excellent shortstop. He's not a Derek Jeter. You won't see another Derek Jeter as long mm-hmm. as I live. Who knows beyond that? But why did Carlos have to say that? Because he's, he's an idiot. That's why. <laughs> he's a he's. How should I say this? He's actually misinformed about the situation. Yeah. I believe that, uh, you know, he disrespected Derek Jeter. And I think there's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. I think he's not going to sign with the Yankees because um, a bit uh, what he said about Jeter. And him coming to the Bronx, like, despite what happened in Houston with the whole trash can scandal, I really don't think it's going to work out, honestly. I mean, there are, there are talks that he's going to go to Detroit, like, that's, like, massive talks behind all that. 
I don't know why he's going to go into Detroit. Detroit is not really a winning team right now because they're in the middle of a rebuild. But as for me, I could see him, you know, going to the Mets. You know, the Mets are interesting. <coughs> um, Sorry. No, you're good. The Mets are interesting just because simply a lot of team, a lot of people last year prior to the 21 season, me included, um, when I was on a guest on Time to BS uh, podcast with Dan and John, I think my, maybe Kyle was there. I don't remember. But anyway, doesn't really matter. But the Mets, were, in my opinion, were one of the favorites to go pretty far, win a division in the NL East, maybe make it to the World Series. Some have it winning. Slaughter, I don't know. They were, they were in first place for 100 days. Yep. And they, and they, they finished with a losing record. First time that happened in Major League Baseball history. And the Mets are going to send money. Of course, Noah Sendengard goes to the Angels. Yeah, well, that was interesting. What's your take on that? I thought that was kind of interesting. I think the Mets are just run by a bunch of imbeciles, basically. Honestly, um, <laughs> I don't know what is going on with them. Um, Why would they get rid of Noah Sendengard? Like, they didn't even offer him a contract. Sendengard is actually still young. He's 29. I mean, yes, he had, like, Tommy John surgery a couple of years ago, which I believe he did, right? Mm-hmm. I, he had Tommy John sur- surgery, right? Correct, correct. And they just basically just gave up on him. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what they were thinking there. Maybe he resigns with the Mets next offseason. Maybe it's just, just like a trial period for the Mets and Syndergaard. I mean, it's going to be very interesting on how the, the pitching rotation in Queens is going to be. It's going to be interesting. I think Perry and Queens, especially their pitching, I don't know what cap space they got. You know, Carrera, I think, could be interesting move. Mm-hmm. Who um Marcus Stroman? I know he's with the Blue Jays, of course. Mm-hmm. Of course, I guess he took offense to Yankees. Supposedly made a Photoshop of him, and, or somebody did made a Photoshop of him with the Yankee jersey. He to me made it clear he's not playing with the Yankees. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, he's not gonna play. No, no. I think he might go back to Toronto. I mean, who knows? Could you see him in in, in the Mets though? Keeping kind of keeping with the Mets, or not so much with Stroman. I can see him resigning with the Mets, but it's not going to be for long term, maybe for one or two years. But I think the perfect landing spot for him to go back to Toronto, you know? I, I liked him in Toronto. I thought that fit well with him. They just signed uh, Barrios to like a long term extension uh, earlier this morning. Absolutely. And um, here I'm trying to think here. Um, what do you think that the Yankees, what is one area? Because we always talk about pitching and pitching and pitching and pitching. Do the Yankees continue to make pitching obviously their, their biggest uh, target area, or is it about time we need to go start getting some hitters, preferably in the infield? That's actually a really good question. Actually, I think the hitting is fine. I mean, Torres just had a bad year. Uh, our first base problem has been solved with Anthony Rizzo. I wish that he's going to – I think he's going to be signed with the Yankees. Catch uh, – Behind the catcher's position, mm. <laughs> that's going to be a problem because Sanchez, he has a good year one year, and then the next year he just completely regresses. Uh, who else? Uh, LeMahieu, he's going to be fine. He just had a down year as well. Judge, he's going to have another good year next year. And what I like about Judge is he wants to he wants to remain a Yankee. I like yeah, that. Yeah, he's going to be a Yankee lifer. I'd be, I'd be shocked if he signs somewhere else. 
I mean, as for Stanton, Stanton needs to cut down the strikeouts. He strikes out way, way too much. And Gallo, too. And that's one of the reasons why I didn't like uh, Gallo being traded to the Yankees, because he's going to strike out a lot. I mean, he has shown that in the postseason. Well, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And speaking of postseason, we have, you know, I was hoping <clears throat> we would have done a World Series, but of course my schedule didn't allow it. And that's perfect. Yeah. But how about them Braves? Yeah, they did it. They did it. I had to applaud them because they are so I never thought they would actually win the World Series, actually. Like uh, the last time they won the series was in 95 against the Indians. And they actually shocked the baseball world. I mean, I'm still shocked to this day, like two weeks uh, after they won the World Series and they won it. I mean, they did it with like pieces that nobody expected, like or his Soler. Jock Peterson, it's, 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 it's crazy. I will be honest. I will be the first one. I know I said it on the last week or two weeks ago on Time to BS. I'm going to say, I'm going to kind of see what your thoughts are. Did you not think the Houston Astros were going to come back after they came back to win, what, game five? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I even t- I, I really I, thought, like, oh, here we go. I even tweeted out saying, 3-1 series lead. I don't think it's safe. <laughs> <laughs> then you got all these like 21 to 3 memes and stuff like yeah. that. I mean, they choked away last year when in the NLCS with a 3-1 three, one series lead. Mm-hmm. And when the Bray, when the Astros won uh gate five, I think. Was it gate five or gate four? Five. Yeah, gate five, right? Yeah. Five. So when they won gate five, I was like, oh my God, this is the choke is gonna happen again. Yeah. That's exactly what I thought. That, that's what I thought. I was like, oh, oh crap, really? <laughs> Poor Atlanta. Because, <laughs> you know, Atlanta is, hasn't been, you know, the track record has shown that they haven't been able to close the deal. Well, no. Mm-mm. And I really thought when 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 the Astros won four, game four, no, game five, they might have won game four, but who cares? Game five, I really thought, you know what? This is where the Astros are going to come back and win this stupid thing. Mm-hmm. That's exactly yep. what I thought. I'm like, I mean, I don't despise them. I don't agree with what they or you know condone what they've done and et cetera, et cetera. But I'm not doing the, you know this whole humongous. Oh, we hate the ass. I mean, oh, whatever. Um, oh, they did it last year with uh, the ALCS yeah. with the uh, with the Rays. I think uh, they uh, they were down 3-0, and they tied up the series, forcing the game seven, mm-hmm. and they lost. So they are capable of that. They got a good team, and, and, of course, one of them leads by, of course, he was out majority of the year with uh, some injuries is Justin Verlander. Of course, a lot around Verlander. Mm-hmm. Noah goes to the Angels. I'm hearing swirling names. Of course, it's just rumors, nothing, like, out there that people should panic about. But could you see, like, a Verlander going to the Angels? Or does he stay in Houston and just in his career in Houston? That's actually a really tough question. Wow. I don't see him going to Anaheim, but the owner, Arnie Moreno, is going to shell out a whole bunch of money with him. Mm-hmm. So he's going to shell out, like, probably a two-year, $100 million deal to Verlander. And I won't be surprised if Verlander just accepts it. I mean, Verlander just is coming on uh, coming off Tommy John surgery. Uh, I don't think he's going to be the same pitcher he once oh, was. Oh, and what's his, he's like up, he's like 37, 38, 30, I think. I think he's 38. 38. And 
I think he doesn't have that much years left. I mean, I, I have heard that the Yankees are interested in Verlander as well. Ooh. Now that wouldn't be that would be interesting with him and Cole. I mean, Cole, yeah, that would be a very, very interesting channel, but really interesting. But like I said, like how much does Verlander have in the tank left? Well, exactly. And then at 37, 38 years old, what's the realistic contract for him? And, and mm-hmm. I mean, would you go, you know, it's like Verland, we ain't going to, you know, fish out 140-something million on your What we're going to do, like you said, maybe 100, maybe you can go 70 at the lowest, 35 a year. I don't know what you would do realistically, but I mean, unless you sign up to like when you deal on on like a ten million dollar contract, mm-hmm. that would be like That'd a bargain be... for the agents. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, I'm not knocking Verlander's, Verlander's ability, but he just came up with Tommy John surgery, and who knows how his velocity is going to be, the curveball, the fastball. I mean, he's in the twilight of his career, and I think. He should sign back to Houston. I, I I would go that route. I think he stays in Houston. Probably takes a you know little little of a uh, you know the uh, decrease, if you will. But I, I like him. Um, I just think he stays in Houston. I don't be nice addition to the New York. I just the Yankees need to get you know the realistic option. Start building a rotation, not just. We're going to continue to. Uh, like if, if I was the Astros, I would go younger in my put, pitching rotation. You got you to remember that Zach Greinke is a free agent as well. Ooh. He's like, uh, I think he's 36 or 37 around that area. I mean, he's been pitching for a very long time, though. So I think he, like, I, I, will, I would just blow it up in a rotation, like with the Astros. I mean, I like Luis Garcia. He's pretty good. Yep. He, I think he's going to be ace of the future for the Astros. Uh, yeah, I think um, Verlander should sign back with Houston, but as probably like a fourth or fifth starter, and it should let Grinky go. I like Grinky. What, what's a good landing spot? I would say either two teams, either the Nationals or the Atlanta Braves. Because let's face it, like the Braves are just uh, – Grinky wants to ring. Mm-hmm. So he's going to go to the best team that – best possible team that could give him a ring. Either Los Angeles, the Dodgers, because they have uh, like a limited amount of money over there. And they have, they're clearly the best team to win the World Series. Or Atlanta, the defending champions, which I don't see Atlanta repeating, honestly. No, I don't either. Um, I think the NL East gets better next year. Mm -hmm. But I think it's tough. Regardless, it's tough to repeat. Yeah. Regardless of what sport it is, it's tough to repeat. Mm-hmm. I just think the NL East is going to be a little bit better. You know, it wasn't bad last year, but they still got the team. If they can keep everybody intact, I mean, they can still get the team to play. Mm-hmm. Um, be interesting with Zach Greinke, though. Yeah, Greinke, either – I can see him in Atlanta, though. Let's talk about the Rockies, though. The Rockies, uh, it says you live in Denver, I think. You live in Denver, right? So, actually, I'm Oklahoma City, but – Oh, Oklahoma City, yeah. But you're uh, a Denver Broncos fan. Yes, sir. And uh, so, a buddy of mine – oh, my guy sneezed here. A buddy of mine is a is a Colorado fan galore. And so, 
I always text him, just really just giving him a hard time about the Rockies. And practically, they're so upset with the Rockies, just front off. I mean, just literally. It's, it's, it's bad management. It's horrible management. Bad. I mean, why would you trade Trevor Story in the, uh, at the trade deadline? It doesn't make no sense at all. Like, you know, I, I respect the Rockies organization. I really got nothing against them. Um, it's just horrible management from top to bottom. Um, I, I don't. I mean, where do you even go from? I, mean, I don't even know where to begin with these guys. Well, for one, you could just trade Trevor Story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like the best player they had. They could get pieces out of him. Oh, absolutely. But, yeah, Story's a free agent uh, mm-hmm. this offseason, and he's going to fetch a high price for a team. I mean, he can still hit, but he strikes out a lot. Well, that he does. Yeah, he's, yeah. Um, and I know Bleacher Report, I'll give them credit on here. Um, they just came out with a little whatever notification, but I guess, or alert, however you want to call it. The Yankees are pursuing Corey Seager. Oh, Corey Seager. I mean, we could have put him in, actually. Shortstop, third base. I mean, the most realistic position for him is third base because I don't, I don't think I don't even know who plays third base. Gio Oshella, maybe. Does, yeah, and so they guys they gotta send him back into the minors. I mean, sometimes DJ. Yeah, DJ's played. DJ plays first, second. He plays all around the infield. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the outfield as well. But Corey Seager, I think I don't you know, see a shortstop though. Nah. So you will have to move Torres somewhere else, mm-hmm. either the third or uh, he stays in a shortstop position. Because second base is already locked down with uh, DJ LeMay. I, I just don't see the logic in signing Corey Seager though. Maybe, maybe for third, unless or you could just move Torres to third base. I, I have no idea what they're doing. Brian Cashman, I know one thing; he's getting a lot of heat. But going back, a lot back, of heat. Um, going back to Colorado. No, they like you said, they have an opportunity. I know the Yankees were supposed. I don't know what was true and what was not, and that's fine. The Yankees, you know, at one point, I guess they were interested. I don't know what the I don't know if the asking price was too high. I don't know what they were trying to wanting to give up. I don't know. But um Trevor Story, your best player. I mean, if you realize deep inside of down of you that you can't get this guy signed, at least try to get pieces for him. They yeah, just, exactly. Just let him walk. Yeah, it's just crazy. I mean, look what happened last year with uh, Northern Arenado. Yep. He got traded to the, the Cardinals for basically $50 million, and they're still paying this contract. Yep. They basically paid the Cardinals to, you know, get rid of uh, Arenado. That's crazy. <laughs> they didn't get any pieces in return. Well, no, and I don't know what is, is – um... Jonathan Gray, do, is he more injury prone than he's been rota- in the rotation? Seems like Jonathan Gray, he's a really good pitcher, but he gets hurt a lot. That's what I thought. He, get, he gets a lot, hurt a lot, and I think he's a free agent uh, this year as well. Yeah, because I think someone mentioned it to me. I've seen him play in college. I um, because someone said would he be a good? I don't know who it was. Someone said would be a good fit in New York. I said no, not at all. Yeah. Um. One is injury prone for one. Mm-hmm. Um, two, where would he go? I don't know. Um, probably a team, probably a team that needs pitching. Um, well, at least the Yankees got rid of uh, Andrew Heaney. <laughs> yeah, he's with the Los Angeles Dodgers for some reason. 
Nice. After after the year that he uh he had with the Yankees, a lot of New Yorkers wanted him gone. Like seriously, they wanted him gone, including me. <laughs> he would have all these home runs. I do like for the Rockies Hermar Marquez. I do like him. Mm-hmm. That's uh, it. he is good guy. Good guy. That's about the only player I think that they got really that's going to be able to do anything. Um, so, Edward, what, what, where do you think um, Javier Baez is going to sign? You know, parts of me. What about Seattle? Seattle is actually an up and coming team, man. Mm-hmm. They did. They actually missed out the playoffs by a game, and yeah, they they actually did really well last year. They're a they're a young team that's growing. That they're they just need another player too that can take them over that hump. I just feel like they need pitching. Like they need like an ace pitcher. Yeah, they do. I think uh, for Baez, I think he signs back with the Mets. I mean, he wants to play with Lindor for a full season, so. Well, you know, I'll, you know, I think that would work. What about uh Chris Bryant? Oh, I've seen so many places for him to land. Yeah, I uh, I have one place, but it's unexpected. Who Philly? No. It's one place you would never expect. Minnesota. No. <laughs> Minnesota is rebuilding right now, so uh-huh. I don't think he's going to go there. No, I've been taking it all night. I think the Rays are going to sign him. Ooh. I think he'll be a good uh, DH for uh, third baseman there. I think, I think they're going to sign him for one year, and then that offense is going to take off when he signs. Well, this Rays team, they're going to win it. They're going to eventually win this whole thing. Yeah, they're gonna win the World Series. Like, yeah. They it's it just a matter of time. Just Boston got uh they were a better team, the ALDS. I like the Rays. And yeah, I, I love the Rays. The Rays are actually a good team. Literally, they let they literally grow from their farm teams, farm system. Yeah, and they get better every time. Mm-hmm. Like Randy Arena won rookie of the year. Wander for uh Wander, what what's his name? Wander? Yeah, it's um Oh, Wanda, Wanda Franco, he won. Uh, he actually had a good season, and yeah, I could see like uh, Chris Bryant signing with the race. Oh, yeah, I've heard Philly, um, being mentioned. You know, the race wouldn't be a bad choice with, with the veteran experience from, from Bryant with that young team of the Rays. That would be just perfect. The only thing the Rays need is they need one ace. They had one, but uh, they traded him away last season. They need uh, Blake Snell, I mean. I'll have to keep that one on. So, if Chris Bryant – I'll have to, I'll have to uh, make a clip just for that. If Chris Bryant goes to the Rays, I'm giving you all the credit, Kenny. <laughs> that <was> awesome, man. <laughs> like, said it first, November 16, 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenny, the sports guy, has uh, proclaimed. <laughs> Proclaimed Chris Bryant to, to the. It, it, it could happen. It could well, happen. It, it could happen. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> like I said, I think the Rays are just they're just like Seattle. I like their youth. I really like the Rays' youth more than Seattle's. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that Rays, I'm telling, they're gonna win it. Some they're gonna win it within the next two to three years. Yeah. No, I, I won't be surprised if they win it next year. Yeah, they're gonna win it within the next two to three years, and um, I'm excited. I know it's winter meetings or right around the corner, but spring training is what February starts spring training. Yeah, March. 
I'm actually going to try to go to like a few spring training games in Arizona in February. I'm trying to go. Nice. I'm going to yeah. cover them. Back out there again. <laughs> but uh, AEW, um, mm-hmm. I'm able to watch this week's shows, but I do know that, uh, that we have a new world champion. Yep. Hagman Page. Hagman Page. Adam Page, Adam Page, a new AEW world champion. What's your thoughts on that? And kind of, I'm going to let you kind of speak real quick on your video. I know a lot of people that do watch it on Twitter are probably just like me. And, you know, you get the old wrestling fans, me, for example, you want to see competition, but now you're bashing the other company or. Yeah, exactly. So tell the listeners your, your thoughts on this wrestling case. They don't know what in the world we're talking about. So I just feel <clears throat> I just feel like AEW and WWE they are they're competitors, right? Mm-hmm. So every time I log on Twitter, there's always a constant bickering between AEW fans and WWE fans to see who's better. Honestly, I really don't care because now we have options. Yeah. You got to remember, like twenty years ago, that was the last time. We had like some sort of option for wrestling. Mm-hmm. So WCW, as you already know, WCW was bought out by WWE. So I got tired of it because you know wrestling fans should be grateful that we have two options now to you know watch like AEW and WWE. I mean, both products honestly are better in their own right. I mean, um, WWE has its you know production values, but AEW has pure wrestling. And I feel like uh, AEW has the best roster right now in uh, in the wrestling industry because they have so many options to choose from, like Adam Cole, Brian Danielson, Kenny Omega, who I met on Sunday, by the way. I'll He's get actually, that. Yeah. That one. Him, uh, Britt Baker. Uh, there's like a parade of AEW stars like that has has finally has a chance to you know shine. And you know, I just feel like WWE fans and AEW fans should not be complaining because <laughs> you know you can't please the masses, but you got you gotta be like, hey, we have options now. Like who cares about the comparisons? I mean, just stop with it. Excuse me. Oh, absolutely. I mean, again, like and you know that you know 20 years ago we had WCW and we had WWF at the time which is now WWE in case you know, nobody out there knows anything about the history of it. But so you have, and of course, you know, if you really want to get old school, you had ECW and you had WCW and yep. you had WWF. ACW was the real extreme hardcore stuff right there. But, you know, jokes aside, and like you said, now we got competition. We got other options. You're looking at AEW, brand new brand. Um, I know TNA still impact or impact now, I guess, but mm-hmm. they're still around. Ring of Honor still around, but in my opinion, I don't, I, I don't see much of, of impact on TV. Ring of Honor here and there. I mean, uh, f- Ring of Honor is going in, into hiatus. Actually, they released all the wrestlers. Wow! Yeah, not- this happened like a week ago, I think, a couple of months ago, wow. a couple of weeks, I think. So all the wrestlers are now free agents. They can sign anywhere. Yeah, I missed that one. Well, again, I, you know, I didn't really follow that, but that's interesting because <clears throat> just because, I mean, I wasn't into Ring of Honor, but, I mean, you flipped it, it's wrestling. Like, okay, cool. But, no, going back to AEW is they got 
I mean, let's be honest, they're catching WWE on ratings. Yeah, they are. And but WWE fans don't want to hear about that. Exactly. <laughs> and so we'll see, of course, you know, kind of mixture of WWE and W and WCW and uh, AEW, of course. I'm not for sure if you heard or read the rumors or or what have you. But Mr. Jim Ross, from what I read, is stepping aside. Um, I guess his health is getting bad. Yeah. It's so sad. It's so it very sad. It is, and you know, my prayers and thoughts goes out to him. And and you know, during whatever, I don't know if he announced it, but it's none of my business, regardless. But you know, hopefully he can recover or get better. And wish him well. He's no kid. I mean, I remember him. So Whoa. he actually he actually did announce it. He has a a form of skin skin cancer. Mm. So he announced it like a couple of weeks ago. And honestly, I wish him nothing but the best. And if he has to resign for the position, just resign. Just take care of your health. You know, oh, absolutely. Your health, your health comes first. Yep. I mean, I'll miss him, but, you know, health is very, very important. Well, absolutely. And, and it'll be, the, you know, it'll definitely be different not hearing him. But now you got, what, Mike Tanay and. Um, well, you still got Tony Schiavone, though. Well, yeah, Tony's, yeah. He, he could call a show on his own, actually. Now, you we could see more Chris Jericho in the booth. I like Chris Jericho as an announcer. I think he's he brings a lot of uh, energy to it. The only thing I don't like from the announcing team, honestly, is uh, Excalibur. Yeah. I feel like he takes control of the matches uh, often. Mm-hmm. I mean, instead, instead of letting uh, Jim Ross or Tony Schiavone take over, he's usually the one that... Um, you know, causing matches, and uh, Shabani and, J- and Ross are just a little quiet. I think they're kind of not so much intimidated, but I think they're kind of like it's it's one of those people. I don't want to be rude, but I want to you know do my job and and so on and so forth. But yeah, don't get me wrong. A scalper is actually really good, but but mm-hmm. well, you got two legends like right next to you. You should let them take over. You know, hey, you gotta learn from the best. But yeah, uh, yeah. Speaking of the best, as you mentioned, you met Kenny Omega. How was that? Yeah. He's like one of the most humble persons person I have ever met. Very nice. Yeah, he's very very nice. Like he, you could tell that he's actually been raised in well, he lived in Japan for ten years mm-hmm. because in Japanese culture they shake with two hands. So I shook his hand, you know, greeted him, and he shook with, he shook me with two hands. So that was actually really really respectful, and he literally met everybody. Like he was there until like way past closing, until he meet, he met every single person that wanted to meet him. He even told me that he uh he didn't want to disappoint anybody, so he stayed the entire time. Wow. Yeah, and the fact that he flew mid from midnight in mm-hmm. Minnesota lat the previous night for full gear and arriving at five a.m. just to meet people, it just tells a lot about him. Yeah, he uh him and Danielson actually arrived at uh LaGuardia here. At five p at five a.m. Mm-hmm. on Sunday morning, and it was just wow, ridiculous. But, but they do anything to meet their fans. But with Kenny Omega, I think he's gonna take a break, though. Well, that's a bummer. Now, why um, is it more personal for him to, or is it? Okay, is- so he has a right now. He has a shoulder injury. Gotcha. He fought with he fought with a shoulder injury while fighting uh Hangman Page, mm-hmm. but. He he uh, kept that that injury a secret like during all his matches. 
And he he recently admitted that he had a uh, vertical. He has a severe case of vertical. So and you got to remember that he actually wrestled. He haven't taken a day off in three years in AEW. So he's like constantly traveling. He's constantly wrestling. So it takes a toll on the human body. Oh, absolutely, well, absolutely. Mentally and physically, like even if, like uh, when I saw him walking, like I, I, I saw him walking past us. He uh he seems like he was limping a little bit, and I thought to myself, yeah, this man needs like a a long vacation or something. Like he his body is like uh, a little bit hurt right now. That's a rough sport, and regardless of people think it's regardless of people think it's real fake, but I mean I don't really care what people think. It's just that's just a rough sport. Yeah, it is. Wrestling is not fake. It's real. Oh, exactly. Going through tables, getting hit with barbed wire, getting <laughs> if you're Mick Foley or Cactus Jack, getting power bombed and power slammed into tech into thumbtacks and hell in the city. I mean, literally the 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 list goes just on and on and on and on and on and on and on. I'm sure that these guys and unfortunately that's what leads to a lot of these guys overdosing, whether it's yeah. accidental, et cetera, et cetera. And, and unfortunately passing away because the pain of it's just so severe they need that numbing, if you will. Yeah, so, like, you know, it's not like this generation. This generation doesn't go out and party, uh, do drugs, drink. They just stay home, play video games, yeah. which is really awesome. Because they probably saw that and just say, hey, uh, we got to take care of our bodies. We don't want to die young. Exactly. You know? It's just, uh, that's actually smart for these wrestlers to do now because they want to live longer. You got to take care of your body. That like You can't use any drugs, alcohol. Any other substances, and that's actually pretty smart. You know, and it's. I mean, I couldn't obviously wasn't made for my cards. I don't know if I even would even remotely be able to be a wrestler, but I can just only imagine just the night in, night out pain of what you know, literally ending the show. Now you're flying to, let's say, if you're leaving New York City, you're flying out to Boston, and from Boston, Minneapolis, Minneapolis to. It it's a matter. long process. Yeah, exactly. But, but AEW doesn't have that luxury right now. Yeah. If you work the WWE, you travel over 320 days a year yep. before the pandemic. And that actually takes a toll on your body mentally and physically. And it's like, it's that's why you see all these like these wrestlers of the past dying at so, a uh, young age. Because mm-hmm. they need to cope with the pain of, you know, traveling constantly, being in pain constantly. It's sad. It really, really is sad. It is. And it's a lot of these wrestlers are young. You know, I remember, uh, you know, Test and, you know, I get Owen Hart was a free. That wasn't even. That was yeah, that was a freak accident. That yeah. didn't need to happen. No, no, exactly. And, you know, I think British Bulldog was another, um, some sort of that. But, you know, long story short, it's sad. I'm not saying that any of these players anytime soon are going to die, but. It's real. I'm sure some of this stuff, you know, it's padding to an extent, but I can just imagine being thrown to a table or off a 20-something foot ladder or, or hell in the cell. I mean, Mick Foley and even Shane McMahon, you know, doing his little um, the Catholic cross before he's flying down to the <laughs> – that's insane. But That's nothing. another guy, like, uh, he needs to he needs to take it easy as well. Because he jumped on a cage so many times in his career. <laughs> Crazy guy. He... And I think he even jumped off 
I can't remember who he was fighting. I can't think of what type of my head. Anyway, I think he had one even did off the in part of the uh at the time what they called Titan Tron. I don't remember who he was, but so, I, so it was for, it was SummerSlam. Yes. It was SummerSlam, uh, I think 2002. It's he been- was uh yeah, I think somewhere in the 2000s. It was uh by a feller by the name of Steve Blackman. That's right. Yeah, the yeah, the lethal assassin. I remember I actually have the images in my head right now. <laughs> How that happened. I wanted to say Steve Blackman, but I'm like, uh, I don't know if that was right or not. Yeah, yeah, so he got he got hit in the back with a candlestick and he fell 20 feet. That's right. Yeah, that was a crazy that was a crazy. I don't know how his back is holding up, honestly. <laughs> uh power to him. I mean in other news, <laughs> no, from wrestling over to a sport that still gets battered around, but you don't get punished that much as football, of course. Uh, first things first, Kenny, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Well, first things first, Vaughn Miller gets traded uh, from Denver to the Los Angeles Rams for a second and third round pick of next year's draft. And then followed by that, Odell Beckham Jr. signed with the Rams. Doesn't I don't even know what the contract even was, but nonetheless – uh, Beckham Jr. is a Ram, and then their first outing on the field, and the 49ers absolutely terrorizes the Rams to remain somewhat in the at least in the playoff race. Go into what four and five now, I believe, is what yeah, the four and five record is. So the Rams drop a heartbreak, well, not really heartbreaker, but a one that they probably should have, um, on paper, easily be, yeah. Uh, your thoughts first off on the Rams uh, moves with Vaughn, Odell, and then uh, the uh, disarray of Monday Night Football. Well, for Vaughn Miller, I think he's going to boost up the defense even more, even though last night didn't show it. I think he brings a lot of leadership to the team. I think he's going to help out that defense tremendously. As for Odell Beckham Jr., it's tough because he has been known to be in a cancer in the locker room. And that is something the Rams do not need right now because they're a Super Bowl contender. I don't know what to say about Odell. I mean, it's a good signing on paper, but when you get to the locker room or on the field, he might either be the best player on the team or absolutely the worst player on the team. You know, with his like being friends with teammates, like, you know, being a diva. And I'm not really sure about him. I mean, he's going to have his moments with the Rams, but. For me, it's all about, like, you know, how the locker room with him really is. As for the game last night, I think is it was just only one game. I think the Rams haven't had a bad game all season other than the Titans game. And they'll get it together by next year, next month. I mean, next week, sorry. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> they'll eventually get it together one way or another. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, it, it was interesting, you know, um, of course, Vaughn Miller, you know, I know he had a good, he was emotional on his uh, exiting out of the of the facility, uh, training camp facility, practice facility, and Inglewood. Um, and, uh, and, of course, uh, and a lot of Bronco fans, I love just, sometimes I'll just scroll through Twitter just because I like seeing people's reactions. And, and they were so pissed off from, well, Vaughn, this and why? When why isn't it Drew Lock? Why isn't it Teddy Bridgewater? Why isn't Vic Vangio, Pat Shermer fired? I don't know. I don't make those calls, but 
<laughs> Nonetheless, it was a tough one, but at the same time, it made sense. I mean, Denver's in no position to win a Super Bowl um, by any means. You see that but, game against the Cowboys, though? And that's what I was going to get to, yeah. That <laughs> bit of fire under the de- – that, that defense, I think all, oh, all three phases really played phenomenal against Dallas. They shut down – you know, they ran – I forgot how many yards up against Dallas, who was the number one uh, pass um, right against the rush team in the mm-hmm. league. That, that was phenomenal. They just took Dak Prescott, contained him, shut down majority of this game against CD and 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 uh, Cooper. Zeke mm-hmm. wasn't much of a threat. Never, never, hardly, like not, not like he's hardly ever is. But and of course, last week then later horrendous. Yeah, I don't know what was that last uh, this week, this past week. That was wow. That was bad. Um, uh, the Denver, the the bad Denver Broncos are back. <laughs> And you know that's what's and that's what's sad is is the fact that uh, I think that's what frustrates me. A lot of Bronco people they want Vic Fangio. Okay, I'm not at this point. Doesn't even matter. Um, you guys just need a quarterback. That's what it is. I mean, well, the run exactly game. The yeah. running game is good. You guys good. You guys got decent wide receivers. Mm-hmm. I really like uh the, your tight end Nick Fant. Yep. He's really good. Your defense is just top notch, but I think when it comes to, uh, when it comes to it, I think you guys need a quarterback and you guys need a new head coach. And, and that's the big thing is we have Vic Vangio and then Vance Joseph, back to back defensive court uh, mind coordinators. I, I don't know what the issue is with Denver besides a quarterback. Um, a lot of people are like, I don't know who it was I was listening to, but they thought maybe, maybe Teddy Bridgewater is. His, he's not passionate about football enough. Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's not. I don't know. Um, Maybe, but, well, I think he's probably a game manager, to be honest. That's exactly what I think. And, and again, it's like this. You know, our offensive line is starting to get injury prone. We're starting to get injuries. Glasgow's out the rest of the year. Bowles is starting to be the bowl, the bowls that we've seen in the early in this, you know, you know, a few years ago and so on and so forth. But the team's still surprisingly in the playoff race. They're off this week, but the tough schedule is now coming up. You still got the Chiefs both times. You still got what the Chargers and the Raiders uh, again. And mm-hmm. you know the team can win. I, I don't. Uh, I don't think. I don't think. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, guys. If you guys can. Yeah, hear you me. seem like very frustrated with the the Broncos. Yeah, like, come on, guys. You guys are on my, on that podcast here. Uh, so anyway, uh, I like Denver. I like the chances. I, they're still a great team defensively. Made some changes, um, you know. So it's gonna be interesting how the season plays out. We're at the bye week this week. Good enough to get some guys healthy, or at least somewhat healthy. Figure out this quarterback position. Is it time to put Drew Lock in? I think now you're still in the race for a playoff. I would probably hold off on that. However, <laughs> here we go again. Uh, if you want to get any trade value out of Drew, you're going to have to give people some film to look at and say, is he someone that, I don't know who'd be good, um, Atlanta, I'm just picking a team out. Is Atlanta like, is this guy good enough for us to invest in? Obviously, he's not a first rounder to give up. He's not a probably second. He's more of a probably third, fourth, fifth round draft pick probably give up. But nonetheless, I like Denver still. Their quarterback is their biggest issue. 
that inconsistency at quarterback play is just killing them at the end of the day. So who do you think was the best quarterback after Peyton Manning? Oh my God. <laughs> I was I was I was gonna say John Elway, but uh Peyton Manning was in the middle, so mm. so we're talking post Manning. Yeah, post Manning. Mm. Not not post uh Elway. Right, right. <laughs> That would be like oh, it's Manning. I'm like, yeah, rightfully so. Um, oh, well, they ne- never made the playoffs. We can't even count that factor even in. <sighs> Joe Flacco was a bust. Trevor, you know, kind of hate saying this, but I would probably go with Trevor. Trevor, Trevor Simmons, Simmons, yeah, he was the best quarterback that you guys have. He won games. I mean, yeah, he won games, was, but he he was okay. special. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, Trevor Paxton, Brandon Allen. Brock was gone after Peyton. Um, nobody took Case Keenum, Kendall mm-hmm. Hinton, poor guy. Uh, I should have said Kendall Hinton just to give him credit for. Yeah, I have no idea what happened there last year. They wow. just put him in a QB position because they didn't sign a quarterback before. The yeah, game. We, we had no. Yeah, <laughs> no quarterback roster. Poor guy. I should have just said him just to give him some credit. You know, Drew showed us flashes, but we don't know. We still don't know what kind of quarterback he is. Bridgewater, whatever. Um, I mean, I would say Bridgewater, honestly. It'd be Teddy or, or Trevor. Mm-hmm. I would say. But, but if I had to choose, I would choose uh, Trevor Simeon. That would be mine just because, I mean, he won games. It wasn't pretty mm-hmm. uh, by any means. But he I won. Think he, he's playing in New Orleans right now. He's starting mm-hmm. QB. He's getting his second chance here. Yeah, he is. I mean, uh, Taysom Hill is gonna he's gonna uh, succeed him eventually, but oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. When he gets back for for injury. Speaking of quarterback, Cam Newton Kenny is back in Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you watched his after their game interview as he was walking off the field, but he was really more of a humble Cam Newton than we probably yeah. see. Yeah, he changed. <laughs> I hopefully you know I mean for the for for the best or the worst. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if it's one of those things where his agent or the team owners like, dude, just be humble, stay calm, and don't just shut up. Or he might have physically changed, but nonetheless, he played phenomenal Sunday and against a really good Arizona defense and took him apart. Yeah, he really didn't do much, honestly, but he made an impact. He had a he was three for eight with eight yards and one throwing touchdown and one rushing touchdown, and that's all you need. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, the question is, will Cam be the starter? I think once Sam comes back healthy, I think that's going to be the end of Cam. I, I don't know about Sam Darnold, honestly. I think his career is over. I think it's be. I think it's over before he even started. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, the New York Jets, man, they have a habit of ruining QBs. Yep. And Darno is not bad. He just needs some, you know, refining in his throwing mm-hmm. abilities. Like, you know, he can he got to stop seeing ghosts. Yep. You know, and like, uh, I feel like with Sam Darno, that like, he could have the potential to be one of the best QBs in the league. But I feel like he he's choosing not to. He, he makes a lot of mistakes. He gets injured. I mean, even even in his time with the Jets, he has shown flashes. That he was, he's he could be something in this league, but unfortunately, like I don't know, it's probably either a mental thing or he just get he 
gets hurt. I, I don't know what it is with him. It's interesting. Um, you know, Sam, I didn't, you know, again, another USC kid that fails. Um, but I don't know what the right system is for him. I don't know who the right team is. We look at that. Speaking of a new quarterback, and you know he's not USC, but he does play in a team that's new, so to speak. Not new, new, but you get the draft. New England, Mac Jones. Um, what would you? Did you think that play against Jacksonville? And I can. I just saw. I didn't see the game. I just saw people's angles of that fumble. Uh, the lineman's on top. He's grabbing the ankle. Supposedly he's twisting it. From the one angle I saw, I could tell he was twisting it because the fact that the player was kind of falling where the twisting was. But nonetheless, I don't know if you saw it, Kenny, or not. Um, one guy called me out saying it wasn't dirty, that I need to know, you know, check my glass. I'm like, dude, whatever. But nonetheless, wasn't going to argue with him. But nonetheless, what did you th- – well, first off, what do you think about Mac Jones in New England? Is he the, is he the long term guy? And for for now, what we what we do see, but more importantly, is that was that play dirty? As for Mac Jones, like, I'm not really surprised because he's under Belichick's system, mm-hmm. and Belichick is very he knows his Q. He he's been in the NFL for so long that he knows who's a QB or not. And I think Mac Jones is going to win Rookie of the Year. I think uh, he's a pick. He's clearly the best quarterback right now. I mean, Justin Fields isn't really doing anything. Zach Wilson is hurt. Uh, who else? Uh, Trevor Lawrence. He has a bump ankle, and he's being destroyed down in Jacksonville. But Mac Jones, I think he's going to win Rookie of the Year. Either him or uh, Jamar Chase. Jamar can play. So sorry, what was the other question? Oh, is Mac the is, do we do we think that New England found their guy in the franchise quarter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. And for the uh, the thirty play, I think it was thirty. I mean, clearly, like you see the guy, like you know, physically abusing him. <laughs> but it was, uh, it was a thirty point. This was a game against the uh, the Browns, right? Not the Jacksonville. So I can't remember if it was the Browns or Jacksonville. No, it was the Browns because they they beat them forty five to seven. Okay. See, parts of me thought it was Jacksonville real quick. Yeah, it was the Browns game. Speaking of the Browns, man, I don't have no idea what they're like a Jekyll or Hyde of the NFL right now. Well, you don't know what what Brown team's going to come out. And I like – I got a lot of Brown fans and it's really entertaining on Sundays to read their tweets because at this point they're literally cussing up a storm, whether it's – see, I told you one week, I told you Odell was mm-hmm. the guy, uh, was a canter of the team. Now all of a sudden can Baker even throw a pass and is Baker the guy and so on and so forth. You know, this team is talented. I don't know. This team's so inconsistent. You don't know if it's the week that's going to maul Cincinnati and or lose to uh, this week. I mean, yeah. Just... I mean, they're very. How should I say this? A very complex team to read. You one one week they're Super Bowl contenders, the next they lose to the Jacksonville. Yeah. Like I have no idea what they were about. They could have been. They could have easily defeat the Patriots last week with. It shows not to. I don't think he's the coach. I think the coach is pretty good. I think right now for the Browns is I don't think Baker Mayfield is taking this seriously. You kind of have to. And I'm glad you brought that up because that was what I was kind of going with. Is of course you know 
I'm not bringing up the OU thing. It's more now he's a Cleveland Brown, obviously. I kind of wonder, is is he even the answer? And I think Cleveland, unfortunately, either one or two things, and you look at and say, hey, you know, I think Baker's free agent next year, maybe? This yeah. Year. And so now you got to really can start to consider him because now you're, all your rookie contracts are going to start come, showing back up on your front desk or your desk. And mm-hmm. now the question is, Baker the guy that Cleveland needs in, De- in Denver? Jesus. Needs in Cleveland or – should they start looking elsewhere? Well, I think with him, um, he is the guy in Denver. I mean, oh, Denver. I mean, uh, yeah, I got Cleveland, uh, Cleveland. But I would give him one more year like to prove himself. If not, you know, I think it's time for Cleveland to move on. I like Baker. I still, I still wish Denver had that for now. Um, it's it's gonna be interesting. I like Nick Chubb. I like the Cream Hunt duo right there. They got you know they got talent. Now you got to start wondering: Is it Baker? Um, and at this point, unfortunately, we may have to add another quarterback to the to the uh, long list of of list of quarterbacks since '99. Of course, Denver's not too far behind. I'm kind of getting that own list as themselves, but nonetheless, I think Cleveland. Um, they, they, they really need to find their identity, and they need to deep inside and see if they guys want to win or what they want to do. Uh, speaking of winning, uh, the uh, Green Bay Packers uh, completely shut down Seattle, and mm-hmm. Russell Wilson returned not much spectacular, you know, nothing really to brag about from Russ, Russ's standpoint. But the Aaron Rodgers situation, I, I'm not going to speak on COVID that whole Yeah, thing. yeah. <laughs> People, if you if the listener out there, if you go all the way back to the Obama podcast, you're gonna find out what I think. But nonetheless, besides that, and I'm bring that up, but is Aaron Rodgers at this point trying to be a distraction to the Green Bay Packers, or what is he really legit? What we think is trying to do because it just seems like now he's always in the news in Green Bay. Honestly, I don't know what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. I think. He knows he's leaving next year, so he's trying to, how should I say this, scorch the earth. And with this, I think, I don't know what to read about this. Like, you know, I'm not knocking his beliefs and all, but. Right, exactly. You know, that's his opinion, and you got to respect it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, you know, he's becoming a distraction for the team. That's how I feel. I mean. He's like, you know, I don't know what he is. Like, he wants to be like, uh, you know, famous, but he doesn't want to be famous, mm-hmm. you know? So I think with my suggestion with Aaron Rodgers, he should just, you know, just play football, you know, just keep your mouth, you know, shut on other opinions, you know? Hey, I, 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 I'm with you. And again, you know, I don't care if he believes in the vaccination. If he doesn't believe, I don't. That mm-hmm. guy told somebody a while back was, or on Sunday was, hey, if you're for the shot, power to you. If you're against a shot, power to you. It yeah. doesn't affect me one way or another. But nonetheless, uh, it's going to be interesting. I still think Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers' days are starting to get numbered. Mm-hmm. And uh, P- 
Pete Carroll, a buddy of mine, wanted me to uh, ask you this. He wants to kind of, kind of get your take on the uh, Seattle situation, but more importantly, Pete Carroll. Mm-hmm. Is Pete Carroll's days in Seattle starting to get numbered? Because he's mentioned Ooh, two, wow. I believe, two playoff wins since their last Super Bowl. That's actually a really good question. I, I think Pete Carroll, I think he needs to go. I think uh, he has, I mean, obviously the defense has not been the same since the Legion of Boom. Of Boom. But he has Russell Wilson, a perennial MVP candidate every year. He has DJ Metcalf, mm-hmm. and which he's like one of the best wide receivers in the league. Yet you can't really do anything with them. Like, I feel like, you know, Pete Carroll has done his time in uh, Seattle. But for me, I think it's time for him to go. They need to move into another direction. And there has been talks that uh, Russell Wilson – might get traded next offseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, you know, I think it's time for Seattle to, you know, blow it up. Yep. You know, they're not going to make the playoffs this year. I think the Rams are going to be like the king of the NFC West for years to come. Mm-hmm. Then you got Arizona, who is leading the uh, NFC West. And they became really good all of a sudden. But the thing with Arizona is, are they a one-year wonder? Yeah. I mean, they like to check a high to football. I mean, they're good one year, and then the next year, they're not good. But with uh, going back to Pete Carroll, I think the Seahawks should really consider firing him. As probably gonna, you're probably going to make his day. Uh, I'm sure I'm, I'll tell him, like, hey, you're, if you got your answer, it's uh, – <laughs> listen to it. You gotta listen to the whole show. You can't skip ahead. Uh, nonetheless, jokes aside, no, um, I'm sure he'll. I know he'll definitely agree with you. And if he was on here, he's doing a recording right now. But if he's on here, uh, his name's Dan. Time to BS podcast host. Who would you think would be a perfect replacement, if you will, of Pete Carroll as the next head coach of the Seattle Seahawks? Ooh, wow. One name that comes to mind is uh, I forgot his first name, but uh, Benemy from uh, Kansas City. Oh, Eric Benemy. A- Eric Benemy, him. Oh. I think he would be the perfect fit in Seattle. Oh, ooh! I'm gonna have to tell him now. You gotta listen now. I may have to. All three of us are gonna have to get on here now. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm curious myself. Uh, speaking of coaches, um kind of start to wind uh, wind down we see a lot of co- college coaches maybe not so much like we used to steve spurrier nick saman tried it Do, will we see another college coach let's say a lincoln riley at oklahoma um i don't know if Dabble sweeney at, at uh, clemson would also nick saman's not going to go back up there but but could we see these younger you know maybe a Luke Fickle at Cincinnati or type of guys in these college programs, even though they're making pretty good money. Do we think we're we're gonna see these kind of guys up here or, or these college coaches kind of stay stay put? Uh, a couple of things. That was sweet. He's not leaving Clemson. He's gonna stay oh. there forever. Oh. He's not. He's a, he's not going to the NFL. And Nick Saban, he's not going. But 
the thing with Saban is he, I think he started to get a little bit bored by college football because he won so many championships. I mean, yeah, he coached the Dolphins, I think, in 04 and 05, I think, 06, somewhere around the 2000s. That'd be about right, yeah. Yeah, so I think, you know, I don't know, it's just my opinion, but I think Saban's a little bit bored with college football. But to me, I don't think he should go to the NFL. And I feel like he, if he does, it's going to be another Urban Meyer situation. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I forgot Urban. Yeah, Urban. Yeah. I can, uh, like, I can Saban, see going back. I mean, if Saban were to choose an NFL team to coach right now, I mean, I would say the Jets, but Robert Saleh, I think he's a good coach. I think he's a good coach, but right now, maybe if you were to fire Saleh and hire Saban, the Jets would be a winning team. Or I could see I could see Saban coaching the Giants. Who else? Uh, maybe may, maybe Jacksonville, but I don't think Jacksonville is going to go to that college route, uh, route again. Oh no! Yeah, after Urban Meyer and who else? Maybe maybe the Raiders. I mean, the Raiders had like the worst season like in a, in a, a team could ever have right now because of all the scandals, all the drama. Or probably but, their 2020 draft is non-existent. Yeah, they're no more. <laughs> yeah. The no only one that's left is like uh their third round pick and he's on the bench. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I mean Nine. I don't know what to think about the Raiders right now, but anyway, back to Saban. I think Saban would be a perfect fit for the Raiders as well. Okay, he's no nonsense. Ooh, uh, could you imagine seeing him in black in the silver and black? I mean, I can imagine him doing like it, but I don't. Guy. Yeah, but I don't think he's gonna join the NFL ranks. Oh, I no. think, but I think that's my opinion. I think he's bored with college football right now because all the championships he won. You know, he's easily he could easily win another one this year at Alabama. Um, yeah, college football is wide open. Of course, you know the the rankings came out. I don't know how much you follow it, but top one through seven stay the same, which we all expected. I think. A little shuffle from eight to thirteen, and then after that, if you're below thirteen, you probably have no chance. But um, no, I, I think Saban's in a good spot. I mean, obviously, he's winning that. Like you said, he's all well. He's obviously winning at Alabama, making a lot of money, and he's got a lot of rings. Hmm. Well, let's see what happens with uh, Saban and uh, you know Pete Carroll. I think one of them is going to be gone though. I could see Pete. I could mm-hmm. definitely see Pete. Last question and last topic uh, within the, on the show is uh, Patrick Mahomes. A lot of people counted him out when the uh, Chiefs are losing, but he lit up the Raiders on Sunday night. And uh, yeah, he, I liked your did. video, and I'm totally with you, even though, unfortunately, I'm, uh, I don't like the Chiefs. But I do like Patrick Mahomes nonetheless. Uh, I respect him because they do win. Nonetheless, um, why can't people just relax and let this kid play? Yeah, I mean, a lot like a couple, a couple of months. Ago, I mean, uh, a couple of weeks ago, everyone thought he was washed up, yep. and I got like crit- I got criticized on that on Twitter when I mentioned it mm-hmm. this week, saying, "So you think uh, Patrick Mahomes is washed up now, right? <laughs> He's not washed up. I think he. Well, how old is he? Like 25, 26? He's mid twenties, yeah. 
Yeah, he he still got a long way to go in his NFL career. The only thing that's bad about the Chiefs is the the defense. The defense is terrible. And the offense, it's going to fix itself eventually. Well, and and people need to relax. Um, People need to relax just simply. It's just like, you know, like Alabama, for example. I'm just throwing them out there because they're about the only college football team that wins a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, It's okay if you have a loss, two, three, four losses. But these Kansas City fans are just freaking out. Even non-Kansas City fans. Oh, see, Mahomes, I told you he was a fraud, so on and so forth. Did the Tampa Bay Bucks expose some of their weakness last year in the Super Bowl? Yeah. Absolutely they did. Mm -hmm. Some of that tape and then some to counteract on what they did. Is Kansas City going to sit here and be a – they play 17 games now. 6-11, and 7-10, 8-9 team? No. But – just like any other regular NFL team that uh, has their ups and downs, they're going to lose games. Yeah, exactly. Going to be ugly. But at the end of the day, Kansas City still Kansas City, and Patrick Mahomes still one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I think he's going to get it together, and I won't be surprised if they win the Super Bowl. Oh, absolutely not. No. Mm-hmm. Well, Kenny, it's been fun, my man. Yeah, this has been awesome. I really liked it. Definitely, I'm going to get uh, Dan, the host of the Time to BS podcast. I think uh, – I'm not for sure if you got a chance to talk with him yet or not, but uh, – No, not yet. I think I follow him on Twitter and Instagram, though. Definitely. Uh, I'll contact him. Definitely uh, get on his show and then uh, um, as well as uh, us three amigos getting on one because I would love to see your guys' discussion with Seattle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, there might be curse words involved, but... <laughs> hey, nonetheless, I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, Kenny, the host of the Kenny... <laughs> oh, God, Kenny, let them know where they can find you, and I'll get all the uh, descriptions in the uh, info booth. You can find me uh, uh, on Twitter at Kenny on Sports, on, a, on Instagram at Kenny Sports Guy. And also, I recently watched a YouTube channel. You can find me there. Just search Kenny the Sports Guys Podcast, and you're there. And my website is www.kenthesportsguy.com. Ken with two ones. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Kenny, as always, it's been fun. Love talking with you and uh, getting your insight on all things sports. Thanks, man. I really appreciate the invite. Absolutely. You guys, it's... uh... Going to be a fun one. Stay tuned tomorrow, which will be this episode will be dropping tonight. The other ones, so if you're listening to whenever, just listen to the next episode. Got two of them on tomorrow. Stephanie dropping the host of the Luxury Drop Out podcast. And then, oh, I'm looking forward to that. Then, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I think a lot of people are, trust me. Oh, and, sorry about that. <laughs> will be on 7 o'clock, the founder of Set the Expectation. That will be a uh, a uh, touchy subject, uh, but a one that needs to be addressed. And so uh, discretion is advised. But nonetheless, Stephanie Joplin, you're up next, uh, 6 o'clock Central. Uh, yeah, trust me, Kenny, a lot of people are are looking forward to Stephanie beyond. I got to discuss how you got that interview, though, off, off camera. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, uh, let me finish. Let, let me let you finish your uh, it's, uh, your 
after your your thing, your ending. <laughs> it was oh yeah. Yeah, uh guys, you listen to the Air Attack podcast. 